What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Folks at home, folks at home, welcome to Ike Live, uh, presented by Mystery Tackle Box. Uh, thank you, guys, and and by the way, thank you for my Mystery Tackle Box. I mean, Jake's Mystery Tackle Box. I never get to open it, but uh, we are here with the big show tonight. Uh, obviously, uh, Mike's not in studio, out on the road, just finished up out at Lake Wheeler. Awesome showing, finished 20th place, 20th place in that tournament. Going to have Mike Skyping in from his camper out at Lake Wheeler here shortly. Got a big, big show. Last night live, Carl Jacobson dropped some bombs on Boyd Duckett about swapping water uh, down in South Carolina at Winya Bay. Who was right? Who was wrong? We heard Carl's side of the story. Tonight, we've got the great Boyd Duckett, the classic champ, going to be coming in. Telling us his perspective on exactly what happened. Really looking forward to talking with Boyd and uh, and seeing what he has to say about that scenario. And uh, and we also have another great guest tonight. We've got Randall Tharp. He won big out in Missouri, doing what he does best, flipping a jig, uh, flipping a jig in crystal clear water out there on the White River chain. When a lot of guys were using other techniques, uh, he he used his bread and butter and and won big. Won his first elite tournament. Uh, had several you know FLW tournaments under his belt. Coming over to the Bassmaster Elite side, uh, first big win in the elite. So it was awesome to see that friend of the show, speaker for Bass University TV. We love Randy and looking forward to talking him to him tonight. We have an outside chance. We're going to get To. If you guys watch a Bassmaster Live, I know why I was. Some of the most exciting footage of the year. Uh, some of the most exciting footage, really, of Bassmaster Live, period, was was T.O.'s work this morning. Every morning, blasting them on, on big topwaters, swim mates, sacking up 25 pounds today to uh, come back from, from a massive deficit on day one and win that tournament. I believe it's sixth. Bassmaster win, wow. uh, which is an amazing feat. Um, first international angler, only international angler ever to win a classic. We're hoping to get Tio. Tio's been on the show before. Uh, I know they're um, him and Mike are trying to connect right now, and we're going to see if we can uh, we can get Tio on the show tonight. But uh, but here we are, Ike live. Ike going to be remote in studio. Uh, we've got our uh, our, our typical. Um, Host of characters, the great Dave Brosnick, sporting some sharp <laughs> attire, I noticed yes, tonight. Yeah. My new favorite rod company, Dave. <laughs> Love these rods. Ah, a big the Boy Duckett rod fan, and that's that's amazing and uh, surprising, and looking forward to talking about 
talking. Hey, looking with forward him, to talking sure. to him. Looking forward to everybody. And we got yeah. we're gonna have Tharp. We're gonna have To. Tio's mm-hmm. gonna be on the show. We're gonna get that dude. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna get Boyd. Get to hear Mike finally. We haven't heard from him in a long time. Yep. Everyone's getting caught up on what he's got going on. Yeah. I'm looking forward to why we didn't get to hear from him on the last show. We're gonna we're gonna ask him. Yeah. We might have to ask him that question. It's a tough question. I know he had a kind of a tough go of it there for a couple tournaments, but glad to see him scored big out there. I thought he was going to make the cut. Did you watch that Bass Tracks uh, on Mike? No, yeah, yeah, no. I, I didn't. I, I, I started following it. I started following had, it on they Saturday. They had him at 17 pounds. They had him at fourth or fifth place oh, wow. in the tournament making the cut uh, on Bass wow. Tracks. And uh, as after he weighed, he weighed in 11 pounds. And I watched him weigh. I'm like, uh, you know, I was shot. I was, I was bummed because the whole time I'm thinking, man, he's he's doing good. He's gonna be fishing on Sunday. I mean, he still had a great tournament, right? Uh, 20th place, but uh, the bass tracks can. The one in the seven kilo skewed. Maybe not. Maybe we're close. I don't know. They're pretty far apart. Well, maybe I didn't have my reading glasses. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> Before coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and Bridget Allen How on the sofa Pete? tonight. Hi, Bridget. How you doing, Pete? I'm doing good. How are you? Love being here with you guys. Uh, it's always good to have you here in studio. Looking forward to this show. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. I think so. Yeah, have you been fishing in the Northeast recently? Uh, just up in Penn Warner a few times out my dad, and yeah. fish seem to be coming up a little bit. They're not are they, They're not bedding up there? Yeah. Some of them are, but the water temperature just dropped back down below like 60 degrees, believe it or not. So they kind of like backed off a little bit. Gotcha. Well, that's what they're doing down on the Chesapeake for sure. They're they're up yeah. and they're down. And they're now up it's and cold. Yeah. That's what they do up here in the north this time of year. The, yeah, the they're cold confused. fronts. Cold fronts come through, shut them down, and they go about their pre-spawn business again. I have to take you out on Penn Warner. With I'd me. love to get out on Penn Warner. Yeah, well, I fish so close to it all the time. I know you do. I'm Tully Town and yeah, out on the not? river all the time. T- take it to private club. <laughs> <laughs> that that'd be nice. I've not been to the private club. I look forward to that. Appreciate you being here tonight. Thank and, you uh, for inviting. And uh, having some of these cool conversations we're going to have. Back our our man in the back, BTC. His new nickname, a.k.a. Brian the Carpenter. Hey, what's up, man? How are you, man? Good. Good. Fantastic. Put, the, put together a hell of a show tonight. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's going to be action-packed. Yeah. I can't hear you on my headset. Is that right? No. I can't hear you? No. I hear him loud and clear. You hear him good? Yeah. yeah. I, my headset might, might be off. Yeah. Mess with the plugs and some stuff. But anyhow. Uh, <laughs> Some, somebody cut the cord. It's not have, plugged in. It's better than cutting uh, the cheese. <laughs> Darren Brooks here tonight. Darren, Darren Brooks, thanks, man. What's going on? Thanks for being here, buddy. Going to be handling the IMs. And we're expecting a heavy load on IMs tonight, I'm Darren. waiting for him. waiting for him. You know, flag me down. Let me know what's going on. I know we, we've got a little bit of controversy going up, uh, coming up first uh, with Boyd. At, at about quarter after seven, we're going to have Boyd on, which is uh, really right well, around the corner. People and, also uh, need to prepare. We're not just going to be... Asking Boyd to throw flaming daggers, like we're gonna actually, you guys are gonna learn some stuff about Boyd tonight that you might not have known. I mean, he's an interesting dude beyond, you know, this little flare up which happens all the time with guys, man. Like, but this dude's cool, and you guys are gonna learn some stuff that I didn't know until until I came abreast of it. Yeah, he is a fascinating individual. Yeah, I'm looking forward to learning more about him too. Uh, I know we doing some of the research on him. We've learned, uh, you know, where the coming from the grassroots. Building Worked businesses up, up. Uh, yeah. to to level that he has, it's a pretty amazing story. Looking forward to hearing hey, some more. Real about quick that. for the guy, for people watching live, uh, apparently our instant message board isn't working right yet. So uh, I got somebody working on that. Hopefully, it gets set up soon. All right. Or heads will 
Well, we'll, we'll get the roll. phone number going. We'll get something going. We'll Somebody let you guys in or... chime in somehow, somehow. We'll, we'll give out Brian's cell phone number, and you can just text him <laughs> your questions. You get that uh, voicemail set up on your phone yet? <laughs> no, I don't know how to do that. No, I know. <laughs> I know you don't. Uh, that's funny. Firing him across the across the bow there. Speaking of that, uh, we want to have a big thank you for uh, out there like we always do. To the emergency personnel out there in our country and really in the world, um, a big thanks uh, to the EMT and I, and I keep thanking them. The EMT Mount Laurel Station group had a uh, actually a customer come out with me this week. We fished out on the Chesapeake Bay, um, and he works at the EMT station that responded to my father's emergency, his heart attack oh, wow. uh, situation. So that was a, a really cool deal having him talk in the boat with me talking stories about that sort of stuff and again i want to influence everybody go out there learn cpr doesn't take long um but boy you know when it, when you need it you're going to be awful glad you have that training you can do it online you could do it anywhere uh on site at any of the emergency facilities around the country so definitely check that out and um we want to thank our military um as well uh i know there's uh you know we've got some some great military guys associated with this show and uh there's a big tournament going on uh that our guys are preparing for down in it's in georgia right you follow like you follow yeah yeah uh, friends of the show you guys heard us mention uh mark McCle- mark mccallan rudy Lindsay, and a group of their buddies uh you know mentioned some of the dudes guy named cotton wilmon which doesn't really that sounds like it might be a <laughs> like an alias cotton wilmon hey, a guy named scalf nadu uh you know, they, they, they had someone that was going to fund their, their practice down there, right? It was a pretty mm-hmm. hefty bill, and that funding somehow dried up. And uh, someone that needs to be mentioned throughout all this is a dude named Bobby D'Angelo. Now, this guy uh, owns a company, Universal, Universal Industry Assets, and this dude ponied up the money for all these soldiers to go down and fish down there. Pretty That's cool awesome. thing. Now, be, but more, than, more awesome than that, this, uh, this D'Angelo dude, he has this uh, – he has this like uh, this flag charity that he's doing right now, and he's got these beautiful flags inside of uh, inside of these cases, and he's selling a hundred of them for five hundred apiece. One hundred percent of the proceeds are going to go to the Special Ops Survivor Fund. That's awesome. Now you guys can you guys can go on this guy's site and check it out. It's called JustCauseFlagCampaign.org. JustCauseFlagCampaign.org, and um, they're going to reach fifty grand, and half are already gone. That's amazing. And they're going to give all that money to the, to the uh, yes. to that, to special that ops survivors. It's a great cause. Um, friends of the show. The cause is for the family of the fallen heroes in in the special ops uh, group, and that's what this money goes to to take care of them. And what a well, great well, cause. one more thing about these flags: each one is individually assigned to one of our fallen, and one of the survivors signs. Signs the flag that's you know for that one particular soldier. Oh wow! So you're going to get a custom flag for a guy that went down, and uh, yeah, that's what it looks like right up there on the screen. If you guys take a look. You know, Brian, can we get up there how they can uh, make purchase or how they could donate to this? Justcauseflagcampaign.org. Just type it in the Google machine. If you're even close to it, and the picture looks like that, you're on the right one. Good deal. Good. Well, that's that's amazing, guys, and uh, we're with you down there. Hope you have a great event. Hope you guys raise all the money that you need and are shooting for. And 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 you know, there's another uh, big thing. I mean, we talk a lot about what's going on in the states, and To brought it to our attention. Uh, of course, it's been on the news, but To sporting the Japanese flag and promoting that uh, for the earthquake victims uh, in Japan, and um, 
you know, there's a, there's emergency staff that are responding all over the world, and our thoughts and prayers go out to those folks that have been have been suffering through that. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Tak. I don't know how close his friends and family were connected to that uh, devastating yeah. emergency, but I hope all is well for his group. That area just seems like it's struck by all kinds of problems, man. What else they have? Just over the there? weather, the nuclear reactor that's got everything poisoned in the Pacific, <laughs> Fukushima, whatever that yeah. reactor was that went. Is that, did that go recently? Yeah, like I don't know, like years back. But I yeah. mean, you still can't go there. Right. They're still flooding seawater into it, so it doesn't go completely like. Didn't uh, you see Godzilla? I remember dude? that emergency. You didn't see Godzilla? Yeah, Gojia running around there, stomping <laughs> buildings. Mothra. <laughs> Mothra flies got, out of a volcano from an adjacent island and gets problems to the mainland. I mean, they got problems. Man. They got problems. I understand. Well, our thoughts and prayers go out to them and uh, hope hope you can survive the Godzilla campaign. But uh, we appreciate all you guys do around the world. And uh, and thank you so much. I uh, want to give a big shout out again to Mystery Tackle Box. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a great service. They send a great box to your house. Every month with some some top shelf lures, we love it. Everybody here at the show loves it. My son Jake loves it. <laughs> so uh, got to sign up for Mystery Tackle Box. They are the number one tackle subscription company. So definitely check them out. And um, we also want to thank TH uh, Marine. Uh, we love TH Marine. They build some of the best products out there uh, for your boat, accessories for your boat, whether it's brackets uh, for your installing your sonar, whether it's uh, the, the great you know trolling motor, pool cord cable that will not break to the uh, to the great jack plates that they make. TH Marine, some of the best products out there. Want to mention, we're going to have some big um, TH Marine discounts for Bass UTV subscribers, so check that out. We're going to be doing some big discounts on the HydroWave which is a TH Marine company, um, as well as the Gorilla uh, mounting bracket. So that, that we're going to be offering some really big discounts to our Bashu TV subscribers. We want to thank them for that, and we want to thank them for being part of Ike Live. We also want to thank Flambeau. Uh, Flambeau builds amazing tackle systems um, to keep your stuff organized and to fight rust, which is one of the biggest uh, problems that we face in fishing. We love Flambeau and, and love their... Uh, Love their great tackle systems. Hobie Kayaks. We got the we got the kayak show coming up, Dave. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the next show or the show after that. End of the month. End of May, yeah. End of May. End of May. We're going to have our, our big kayak show. I don't know what Mike has up his sleeves. Maybe we'll be broadcasting from Lake X out there. You know, I'm always surprised. I'm always surprised. All these kayak companies. None of them ever tailored to the fat crowd. No fishermen are pretty. <laughs> like, I always look at the max weight restrictions, and I'm always over the restriction. Like, I'm like, I can't even bring... Myself, let alone a rod or a sandwich. You know what I mean, dude? <laughs> like, why don't they make one with a max of, like, 380? Don't they have that? They got to have, like, maybe they have a 20-foot kayak. Ah, man, everything's like, yeah, I might as well go sit in a canoe. Like, we'll lay in a canoe and <laughs> say I'm kayaking. You know what I mean, dude? I don't know. I just, Hobie, if you're listening, I don't know. Well, that's the, fat guy, Hobie, man. we're requesting a, a extra-large kayak. Big boy. Big boy. <laughs> big boy a kayak. A 2X. There you it's go. not even fat. There's just guys who are muscular that aren't well, you know, 210 pounds. A lot know? of us fishermen are in that group. Yeah. You know? And we need a big boy kayak. I like the name, big boy. Big boy. Big boy kayak. You ever, so, you ever fish out of a kayak? Uh, I have no. I've never fished out of one. I've been kayaking a number of times, uh, but I've never fished out of them. I have met with a lot of the uh, kayak fishing crew uh, at the shows this year, and they're they're the way that they're rigging them out is it's like is a bass a, boat. It, it is crazy. like a bass boat. They've I, got they've got sonar technology. They yeah. can put it all on yeah, there. Power pole. Power, 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 power poles. Power yeah, poles. Yeah. Hydro waves. 
Uh, they've got um, they've got tunnel hull, uh, you know, si- situations. They've got the the Hobie has the great pedal system. Yeah, that you pedal. hands free. Yep. Um, you know, so there's there's amazing stuff that they've got. And they, companies that are that's their whole objective is design accessory accessories for the various kayaks out there. Um, yeah. It's it's pretty it's advancing fast. It really is. Yeah. Uh, hey, let me growing. Uh, section of our sport let me interrupt this with um uh as we try to get the instant message lined up um in the meantime send your uh, questions or comments into uh uh tweet them instagram them uh, ikeliveshow.com or facebook actually don't use instagram for ike live show but uh twitter or facebook send your questions in there and uh i'm waiting on mr duckett here any minute i hope and send it to the Ike Live Facebook, not Mike Iconelli's Facebook, because we're not going to get it if you send it to that. Yeah, Ike Live. you got to send it to the Ike Live Facebook. What? Is Boyd on yet? No. Oh, okay. Shortly. Coming soon. Coming soon. We'll be hooking up with him. Right at you. Big, big special thanks also to Liquid Mayhem, the scent of choice for all the Ike Live crew. Um, been using some Liquid Mayhem out on the flats. The fish are spawning. Water freaking them out. It's helping me get some extra bites out there. If you if you love using scents and and it's a big part of fishing, give Liquid Mayhem a try. Uh, great great scent product. Use Liquid Mayhem. Yeah, I was just using it yesterday. I was walking the banks in Newton Creek, flipping a jig. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they spawning? Crawfish. Could you see any down there? Nah, yeah, there there's some on the beds. Yeah, yeah. Me and Jake we've been doing a lot of nature watching. Yeah. Uh, these days we're we walking the ponds around our air because the spawn is just starting to come up. And you can see the fish start to pair up um, and watch that whole thing happen. Give him a cool pair of uh, polarized lenses. Yeah. He, he's fascinated he's with it. He's like, Dad, look at that. Yeah. That and stalking turtles is, is his <laughs> other fascination. Yeah, that was my thing. <laughs> see, how, see how close yeah. you can get. It's pretty to cool. To a turtle? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I got pretty close a couple times. I still do that. <laughs> Some of those red-haired sliders, man, they're, they're suckers are this big. Big. Yeah, he has a ball with it. But it's it's uh, the spawn's coming around our area. Um, it's going to be coming up north soon. You know, that's one of the things that really surprised me about this tournament down in uh, – that they just had down at Lake Wheeler is that Dave Lefebvre was uh, catching them on spawning, relative uh, spawn and even pre-spawn. You could see some of the fish he was catching was pre-spawn down in northern Alabama. You would think they'd be spawned out or most post-spawned by now. You would think. And that's how the tournament was won. But he was incredibly successful. If not for Takahiro, Dave would yeah. have walked away with that tournament on a spawn, pre-spawn wow. pattern. Yeah, he's going to give those guys problems this year on that tour. Yeah. Well, you know, Dave's a stick. You know, I mean, he can he can catch them. He's proven that. He's won some big, big tournaments. And uh, he uh, almost won this one. So, uh yeah, it's, you could see, you know, he's he's not a fish out of water, you know. No. He's right he's right in he's the mix. Comfortable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, comfortable. And that says a lot about the FLW Tour anglers. And we had, we were mentioning this while we were talking a little earlier is, you know, FLW, you know, they don't get quite the media exposure that the Bassmasters Trail gets. And as such, there's an impression out there that maybe they're not quite as good at anglers. But there, you know, nothing could be further from the truth. We just look at the con- converts, yeah. you know, that have come over from Fieber, Clawson, Tharp, Krieger. Yep. They're, Tharp. They're, thrift, well, Thrift, Thrift's probably one of. Them. Well, Thrift is. I mean, well, he didn't come over. By there's me. so many great FLW anglers over there right now, uh, and any one of them could, 
jump. easily jump over back and forth to the elites. It's it's a you know it's a powerhouse group of anglers over there too. And uh, you know, thrift's Evan, the one that could probably right now that come over and, and immediately do damage. Thrift is a, a da- he's dangerous. He re- is extremely versatile angler. Yeah. Uh, he wins big tournaments. He's cool under pressure. He's I've, nice I've never guy. seen him flat. I've, I met him at uh, the Classic last year. Yeah. Give him test rocks. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Uh, good beer choice too tonight, man. What do you got? What is the beer choice for the night? Ebel, uh, Firestone. Firestone Brewery makes some really good beers, man. Outstanding. What do you have over there? I have my Ducket Tea. You have a Ducket Tea? Yes. I didn't realize Ducket was in the tea business. See that? <laughs> Very versatile. I have a Ducket Hot Tea. <laughs> well, we expect a shipment of tea, Boyd, after the show yes. is concluded. But, uh, I, um, but it was great It was great to watch that uh, that that Wheeler show. Did you get a chance to watch any of the live? I watched, I watched part of it this morning. Like I said, I was watching talk, you know, catch, catch them this morning. So it was pretty exciting. It was amazing catching him on top waters, yeah. giant top waters. And it looked windy. It looked a little rough out where he was. Yep. You know what I mean? Like on a, from the camera, what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, interesting thing about it too is he he, he didn't catch that many fish. No, you quality. Know? Yeah, he had he had three fish for uh, for twelve pounds. And uh, I see Brian getting frantic back there. Do we? We're getting close to getting buoyed. Oh. We, we are. I hear noise. <laughs> but I'm early on. He had three fish for twelve and a half pounds, and then I then I saw him swim bait up a six and a half pounder. Uh, <laughs> it was amazing, and um, you know we uh, we got we we have uh, we we have Dave with um, you know he's going out to get himself prepared for the Boy Duckett interview, as you know, many I, of you I may know. have watched uh, the last episode and. Uh, and uh, Dave, Dave was mi- mildly critical, so uh, we're, we're putting him uh, we're putting him in a new outfit tonight as an apology uh, for, uh, for for some of the things that were said. But I see <laughs> I see the great Bassmaster Classic champion um, Boyd Duckett, fishing rods owner designer. I see him, I see him showing up on our uh, on our Skype feed. The great Boyd Duckett, how are you, man? Man, I'm doing good. How about how's everything up in New Jersey? I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting any audio. No audio on me, okay. Pete, bear, Pete, why don't you try plugging in your headset? Oh yeah, Pete, plug the in headset, your headset, not your microphone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, don't boy, don't mind us. <laughs> I can hear you, boy. Okay. Hang in there with me, Boyd, on a high-tech Ike Live show. We, uh, I hear you, man. Yeah. yeah. You you probably – be. I know you're in the country music business. You probably had this type of thing happen to you before on stage. It's always hard. <laughs> it's always well, hard, man. Hey, well, we, we got you, man. I can hear you, got you me now? loud and clear, buddy. It's really good uh, to see you. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. How about you guys? Well, we're doing great, man. We're uh, we're waiting for spring to visit our part of the country. It keeps threatening and then going away, and and it's yeah. going it's going to be here real soon. But man, you've been fishing for three weeks straight. You got to be exhausted. Man, I'm I'm tired. I came home last night. Uh, you know, I would have liked to have fished one more day because you always want to fish on Sunday, you know, if you can. But uh, I came home last night. But it's been a nice day off. I gotta say that, um, man, y'all, the attire is picking up. 
picking up quite a bit. You know, you guys are looking better. Than you have. I'm looking right here in the screen, man. I see this beautiful jersey. Hey, man, the price of stupidity, right? I, I get all these free clothes by being dumb, right? Hey, listen, boy, I, I came back here because I wanted to look at you face to face because you can't see us out there, but we can yeah. see you here. So last last week when I ripped your rods, it was just trying to make light and trying to make light of a tense situation. It was stupid. I have one of your rods. I throw my larger DTs on it. All right. I like it. And you know what, man? If I caused you any grief from the Australian contingency, if anything, I fed to that at all. I'm sorry. It wasn't supposed to be like that. It was stupid. We're not here to bully anybody or be dicks or cause anybody any financial problems. You know what I mean? And when, when if something like that were to happen, I just want you to know I'm sorry. And your stuff fits pretty good. Thanks, man. Like, <laughs> cool, man. No, you guys are great. And I, I appreciate uh, the apology. It's... Uh, I know how that is when you're having a good time. It, it, that that's not a big deal. And, and hey, man, thanks for sporting the gear tonight. That's well, if I knew, if I knew, just saying a few things about comparing your rods to wood would have got me some clothes. I would have went further, maybe got a whole new set of rods, man. <laughs> I didn't know you were that benevolent in the in the face of being insulted, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But thanks, well, man. You know, you know somebody, so you can probably get hooked up if you need something. Yeah, but I, I like the ducket rods, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Hey, Dave. Dave is very, is looking sharp, as are you. I see you're wearing your ducket T-shirt up there. But uh, all, uh, well, you know, boy, I guess I'd like to just get in with you a little bit because what we talked about on the last show was uh, uh, some. Uh, I guess controversial stuff about Carl Jacobson fishing down at Winya Bay. You and Carl was, were swapping some water, and Carl came on and, and said some things. I'm sure you've heard some of those things by now. And as I discussed on the show, there's always two sides to every story. We're all out there competing. We're out, we're out there trying to win these tournaments, and you know, perception and reality are two different things. And and I just wanted you to be, you know, get your chance to. And I'm glad you're here to do it. I really am. I appreciate you taking your time to come on and 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 talk a little bit about it. But uh, you know, I guess uh, you know what what happened there. I mean, you Carl, you and Carl were in the same area. You were trying to fish the same spot. From your perspective, how did that situation unfold? Well, you know what what's interesting. I guess the lesson that that I learned through this whole process is it's amazing how how social media can just blow something up you know because you know we we just really substantially didn't have any issues we didn't have any problems everything was smooth as it can be uh and uh you know it just that's why it just blew me away so much that that it that the thing got blown up that much you know when it was over with i mean basically we fished the same area we both started there the first day uh, Carl had one little sweet spot there. I actually, uh, I actually have an icon. I had three icons up this ledge, about a 300-yard section. We were fishing. Uh, Carl was just concentrated on this one little spot, and uh, you know, I don't think I, uh, I mean, I never substantially fished it. I didn't fish it the first day. I'd go by him going up and down the 300-yard stretch. Um, you know, what, what's so funny? I guess that uh, in the attempt to uh, you know, in the attempt to make things interesting, you know, uh, I know I, I went back and watched the Bassmaster Live thing because I was like, God, man, what? You know, we had like the easiest day ever in the Elite Series. You you know, we're on top of each other constantly. I was fishing that area right there where Carl and I were. I was also fishing one more rice field up. 
which was uh, where Britt Myers ended up winning. And, you know, there's four or five, six guys in there when I'm in there. And, and that's pretty common. You know, we we all fish the same stuff, man. So you just uh, have to communicate, find a way to get along. Uh, I felt like I gave Carl tons of room, didn't didn't ever get on his on his area. And he and I never had any issues. Uh, obviously, the second day is reversed. You know, the only time we were really close was at the beginning of the second day when uh, when he drove right in on top of me, you know, but I knew that, uh, you know, he, he's a young, inexperienced angler. Uh, he was probably jacked up from leading. You know, he, he really didn't have a right to come in on top of me on day two, but, uh, you know, he drove right in there. And then, of course, pictures got shot, you know, like something was going on, but it was never a big deal. I just continued to fish, eased up and down through there, and it was, it was a pretty easy day, but, uh, you know, it's amazing. And then I guess... Uh, Mark Zona and Tommy Sanders, they're covering the live part of it. And, uh, and, and I, I, I have to, I haven't uh, seen Zona. He doesn't come to the events anymore, but I have to assume that they didn't know I was there on day one. You know, it was, I went back and watched it Bassmaster live and he was like, God, oh, they're pretty close and all that. But you know, I mean, I mean, it was, Carl was on my waypoint, you know, just as much as I was on his, of course. And that's why you end up sharing water. But, uh, I think Zona really just he couldn't have understood what was happening when he was talking about it being unusual that we were close. I mean, the only thing unusual was that Carl came in on top of me basically that second day. So I thought that was kind of weird, but it wasn't that big a deal on, you know, from my perspective, uh, you know, we just fished and did the deal. Uh, you know, he, he really ground hard on that, on that one waypoint. Uh, I haven't talked to Carl, you know, I've seen him a time or two, but, uh, you know, he, he just really hasn't, he's kind of either gone the other way or, or looked the other way. But when I get a chance to talk to him, I, I wish I could have talked to him then. I'd have sure let him know that, uh, you know, I had a waypoint there. If I ever see him, uh, you know, I'll show, I saved my waypoints from, from, uh, Winya Bay. You know, if he had any issue or wanted to know, you know, those waypoints are permanently stored. When you make a waypoint, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's time locked on the unit. And, uh, so you can, and I actually made that waypoint the first day of practice. So, uh, Anyway, well, well that's kind of what's up. Yeah, I, and and I can appreciate where you're at. I mean, you were. It, it's not as if you showed up there on day two, not having fished there before. Yeah, uh, there is that. You know, and that's the reason. And one of the other things I think about, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot, is the reason why we have flights uh, is so that we can each have a chance to fish those areas first that we that are most desirable for us so you got a better boat draw on day two uh and you were able to get there and fish uh you know i put myself in that situation and i would have done the same thing you know i i i think i would have i think i would have gone in there and fished the best area that i thought there was to fish because i had the better boat draw i think more importantly though boyd one thing that people are forgetting is you guys were 105 miles away that's not that's, that's right. not driving by a spot on the way back to the boat ramp. I mean, that's a pretty far run. Like you guys both found the same stuff, you know. Yes, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you run 105 miles. You don't run straight to a spot accidentally, do you? At that yeah, point. yeah. And but, we brought uh, that yeah, up with exactly him. Exactly right. That's a good point to make. Uh, that you know, bass <clears throat> bass create the rules. Uh, we we fish by them, and uh, that's why they reverse the field. And I believe in that as well. It's always frustrating. Uh, when you're, you know, you get a good boat draw on day one and then on day two, the field reverses. So that, so the guys end up reversing that happens. Gosh, that happens in every tournament, man. I mean, that's why, that's why we turn it around all these ledge tournaments we have in the summertime, 
you know, I'll get there first on day one or whatever and kind of get the, the meat spot. You know, there'll be six guys trying to fish one underwater point. Then on day two, it reverses. The other guys that were late in the pack, they get to start on the better part of it. And that's why bass reverses it, because you don't want professional bass fishing to be guided by, you know, luck of the draw, so to speak, by waypoint. So uh, they got it figured out pretty decent. It, it's just phenomenal to me. You know, I, I have to assume that, uh, and I don't know Carl at all. I mean, I, I just don't know him at all. Seems like a nice young guy. Uh, you know, I, I think that Carl, you know, he, he led on day one. He really didn't substantially catch him after that. I, I think that at that point, I know how frustrating it is. I've done that. I think all of us have done that. And I think he was looking for some kind of an excuse for having not caught him uh, is the only reason that I think he would roll with some of those things that he said on your show. You know, he talked about catching a seven-pounder and making noise and all that. Dude, I have no idea. I assume all that happened before I got there. I'm running 105 miles to set out on it, you know, so – I didn't. I don't know where any of that came from. I, I went straight there, and I think he already had that big fish. But uh, you know, hey man, we just uh, we go out and do what we do, and and that's why they reverse the field. And that's and I, I I can appreciate that. I think I just want to have you respond to this. I think the most controversial thing that he said was uh, that he caught those two seven pounders there, and he was leading the tournament. And on day two, you were you were power pulled down on his on his best spot where he caught those big fish. Uh, the we got the the social media feedback was is there um, you know because they're leading the tournament should there have been courtesy in that situation um, because it's so early in the tournament? I'm not sure that's the case. What what, what are your thoughts on that? I, I mean I know what happened, but uh, do can you address that? Absolutely. There's no, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I had that exact same situation happen uh, this past week at, at Wheeler, <clears throat> but with a very experienced angler. And what happens is, uh, you know, on day, Britt Myers and I ended up fishing the same bridge, which, which was really just a, almost a one-boat deal. And, uh, and, and, of course, you know, I had an earlier boat draw the first day. He had an early boat draw the second day. You know, we worked it out where we just both fish side by side. You know, that's an easy way. You know, you do what you have to so you can both fish. But uh, uh, same situation there. Um, obviously, he was in the area first on day one. Uh, I, you reverse the field. I'm in the, I'm in the area uh, first on day two. That's how it is, man. Hey, listen, of all the Bassmaster events I've won, I've always been in a crowd. I mean, that's how it is. You know, the, a couple of years ago, I won Oneida. There were six boats, man, with six <laughs> boats, and and all fishing the same deal. And until until you go through the cuts and the guys get culled out. Now, I finally had it to myself on the last day. Uh, you know, just just survive the pack. And uh, and when there's only twelve of us, none of the other guys made the top twelve. So that's all you can hope for is that if you go the distance but hey listen these events are four days buddy they ain't one i mean you you know you'll learn quick when you get in the big leagues that uh you got to catch them for four days for four straight days you, one day doesn't help you any leading the day so you got to keep catching them that's what it's about it's a four-day total weight uh i think in the end of the deal i finished ninth and and i i don't know where carl finished but you know it's a good example man it, you got to keep grinding buddy uh, if, if you're, if you're fishing new water, you know, just kind of the way that the guys that are experienced that have done it for a long time, uh, if you start fishing new water, day two is kind of pushing it on, on, on new water by day three, 
Um, you know, it, it gets kind of hard to come in on somebody at that point. I don't like to see a guy come in on day two, on day three, but on, on day one, dude, you know, whatever all your stuff is, you're probably going to hit it. Everybody knows you're there. Uh, everybody knows you're coming back, you know, cause that has become part of your route. So, uh, you know, we try to run around and, and, and let everybody see where you intend to fish so that they understand by day three and day four. I hate to see a guy come in on you at that point, you know, but, uh, but definitely on day one where guys all start on day one. I mean, that's their, that's everybody's water. I mean, those guys that start there, that's how professional bass fishing is it's always been that way. And, uh, you know, I guess these young guys just have to stay around a while and understand that that's the rules of the game. That's how it works, man. Yeah, I hear you. And I appreciate you responding to that because that's a kind of a tricky question to handle. And and one of the things that I people ask me this a lot, and I, I tell them that's what cuts are for. You know, we have a cut on day three. We have a cut on day four. And uh, and, and but before those cuts are made, man, we you got to compete. You got to get in there. And the other thing that I think is so important, and I'm surprised that you and you and Carl didn't do this, is uh, uh, and he mentioned it on the show. He he said he didn't he didn't talk to you because he was giving you that excellence equity. You you're a classic champ. You had won many tournaments, and and he uh, he I guess he felt uh, almost intimidated to even be able to address it verbally with you. But I I felt like that should have been the first thing if he was upset that should have happened is communication. communication hey man you know this is my best spot can we work this out or you know you guys can come to some terms you know once you open that line of communication you can get things figured out you're exactly right the deal is is definitely to communicate if you have any issue or if you have one certain area that you're trying to fish i mean it was obvious to me on day one with, with that that little he was fishing just this little high spot and, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't really fish it. As long as he sat there, I stayed away from him, fished the rest of the ridge line. Um, you know, I actually had two other areas that were better. I, I never caught a fish off of that spot. I mean, it's, you know, it was just one of a 300-yard stretch. But uh, I actually lost a couple of good ones. I lost a seven and a four that first day. I'd have really been in contention to win that event. So that really was a good area. Um, but you had to cover that whole 300 yards, you know, it just wasn't in one spot. It was, it was that whole, it was a line of grass. Gotcha. What it was. Yeah. Same thing Britt was doing and the other guys up in the other rice field, um, you know, just having to cover looking for those, uh, those females were up there spawning and pre-spawn and, you know, kind of moving around in that grass. So that was the deal there, but you're right. Uh, you know, the thing to do, man, is to, com- is to communicate if you've got a little sweet spot, you're, you know, that you want to fish and, hey, man, I'm just fishing, right, you know, I need I need this much casting room. There's nothing wrong with that. And, of course, at the same time, what I usually do if I if there's a controversy, if Carl said it had a said, hey, man, I want this spot right here today. I just said, that's no problem, dude. You were here first, but realize I'll be here tomorrow and give me the same respect. You know, right. don't come in right. on me because right. I didn't come in on you. In all honesty, he came in on me the second day. He just came straight in on me. That's where the photographs came from. Carl came in on top of me. Uh, you know, I could have said something about that, but I knew he was uh, probably excited about leading, and I gave him more space, in all honesty, than I would most of the veterans. If it had been Van Dam, he wouldn't have done it because he wouldn't have got the space. You know, he, he knows the rules. So, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it was all good out there. I mean, it was a pretty easy day, and, and we had tons of space. There was no controversy. That's why I was so surprised, you know, when, when he turned the corner and, and all this social media stuff. I was just flabbergasted 
that that he felt like there was an issue. It's the craziest thing that's ever happened. Well, I appreciate you addressing it. Uh, and, you know, it's bold for you to come on and do that. It was a tough situation. and uh, But uh, – but it was a great spot that, uh, and you did had a great tournament. Congratulations on a great tournament there, and uh, we just come off a great tournament. How about that to busting twenty five pounds today to to man. take that away from the fever? That was that was amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. I'll tell you what, man. You know that was an interesting tournament we just fished because there were there were several things going on. Those guys weren't very far away from the boat ramp. And, and that area, I practiced that on day one, and I felt like that area was kind of dead. I, you, you know, I really missed it, obviously. I missed that bad. I was You're not alone. Damn. Yeah, it was like post-spawn fish, you know, mm-hmm. active eating post-spawn fish. And, uh, you know, I was down at the bottom where they were either where they were spawning during practice and then and then in that post-spawn funk, you know, afterwards – and uh, but but dude, he dialed it in and he had it he had it figured out. Congratulations, my hats off to him. Yeah, we're hoping to have him on the show later. We're, we're trying to reach out to him. He's been on the show before. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, so exciting for him to win big like that. But uh, you know something that um, you know we knew you were coming on tonight, and uh, and I've known you over the years. We've bumped into each other on the Northern Trail a lot, and it, you know we've always uh, been congenial. It's always good to see and and have some chit chat about the fishing wherever we are. But uh, we, I've learned a little bit about you that I really didn't know. There, there's quite a fascinating uh, Boyd Duckett story out there on how you got started in this in this business. How, you know, how, how you got started. You know, from from what I researched, you you started super early as a young man, getting involved in business, building businesses. Uh, that that that's an amazing story. How, how did you get started? Well, you know, I mean, I guess like like uh, all young people, you know, I, I see these young people today that that uh, maybe aren't as motivated, and I and I wonder, you know, I spend a lot of time wondering about things like that, and I think that we worked, you know, uh, we worked because we had to. I mean, you know, we didn't have an option. We there wasn't you wouldn't have anything if you didn't work. So, but I was always motivated to work. I guess my dad taught me that real early. I mean, like six, seven, eight years old. We we worked at the house. We painted the house. We did the yard. I mean, we worked in my house, so it was just normal. And uh, you know, and and just growing up, you know, I had a, I had a, I enjoyed it. I loved working. I've always enjoyed uh, working hard at something, trying to be successful, and and uh, watching it bloom and unfold, and and watching employees within the many companies that I've had through the years, watching employees grow and taking responsibility having an opportunity to build those, uh, you know, to, to build that base where, where people can, can grow and become financially successful. I've, I've always enjoyed that. And, uh, and so that's part of the drive, you know, I, I guess I, I passed the point years ago where, where it became a financial necessity, you know, I was very fortunate there. And, uh, I learned one of the really important lessons in life. And that is that, uh, you know, it, it, it's not really much about the money, man. I mean, it's just not. I mean, you know, it's yeah. what we—it's what we do. You know, it, it, and uh, and success is very misunderstood to be represented by dollars. It should be re- represented by uh, by the person that you become, by how much you're able to give back, 
you know, by the by the job that you do, how you how you help your employees grow, you know, how you tie together as a team. It doesn't matter matter if you make a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars or whatever it is. It's all about the accomplishment, feeling good about yourself. It makes you whole but as a person, so in st- my opinion. Starting from the beginning, though, we uh, we understand that when you were nine or ten years old, you had a shopping cart repair business. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I used to fix shopping carts. Yeah, put the redo the wheels and stuff and put on them. Yeah, trying to uh, trying to find a way to make a buck. Uh, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, and, and around uh, you know cars and, and racing and hot rods and all that. So got in the body shop business first, and that transitioned uh, into working on tank trailers. Uh, bought a tank trailer repair shop. Uh, ended up. You know, buying and selling used tank trailers, got into the tank trailer leasing business. Uh, all those were just small businesses that continued to grow. When I when I sold my company, Southern Tank, in 2012, I think I had 1,100 tank trailers running at that time. It's wow. a pretty big operation. That's a lot and, of uh, equipment. Yeah. You know, done a lot of other stuff, bought a catfish processing plant, did that for a while. Uh, spent 10 years in the music industry, uh, had fun with that during the time that I lived in Nashville. Yeah, tell us about that. How old were you? How old were you when you lived in Nashville? I moved there when I was 22, so I was there from uh, from which was 1982. I was there from 82 uh, to 92. Were you that single? Were you single then? Yeah. <laughs> Leave the yeah. boots on. So yeah, so you got to experience Nashville at its finest, man. <laughs> Dude, Nashville, Nashville is such a great. I mean, you know, Charlotte was a was a cool town, I guess, because I grew up there. But Nashville was such a fun town, and I love music. I grew up, uh, you know, writing and playing and. Had a buddy I played some with there in Charlotte, so getting in and around the music industry was fun. But yeah, Nashville is a fabulous but town, and I had a blast. You have music experience I, yourself, though. I left, okay, you know. You got your own band, though, right? The Tankers yeah, and the Bankers, right? I don't do anything anymore. When I moved to uh, to Alabama, golly, that was in probably '92. Uh, I hooked up with a buddy down there, and we played together for a long time, just uh, just me and him, just a two-man deal. I was in the tanker business, and he was actually a banker from Selma. Paul Garner is his name, and uh, so he came up with this name called Bankers and Tankers. I mean, you know, how dumb is that? Throw that on a billboard. <laughs> Everybody wants to see bankers and tankers, don't they? I mean, I'm like, dude, what is it? But, I, you know, we just did that. So we had a good time, played down at the beach some, and... Uh, you know, just a fun, just enjoying music, man. So, what? Speaking of music, what actually what happened to country music? Yes, please. Why tell us. is it just so? I'm talking about the new stuff. Why is it so bad now, Boyd? Where was the change? What happened? Well, I saw a big change. Uh, you know, I grew up around country music, and uh, and when I got to Nashville, I got in the music business in '85, and that was at a time that there was a huge transition. Country music was tiny. And it was old school country, and it had a very niche audience, and it and uh, little to no crossover, uh, not a lot of young people, and and th- from eighty five to ninety, which was at the time I was in it, we were a, a publishing company. Then we got into artist management, had some major artists, so I lived it out there, and uh, and and that huge change. Uh, started back with the Kenny Rogers days and crossover to pop, and we started bringing a young audience to country music. So the music changed. I can remember, by the way, in the late '80s, all the all the old guys, the old country music guys from the industry, they were like, "Man, country music's gone to hell in a handbasket. You know, <laughs> it's gone, you know, gone forever." 
and it did have a major transition and Garth Brooks was a big influence and, you know, had a huge crossover, became the biggest artist of all time. Uh, so that progressed through the nineties and then it seemed to settle out and it ran, uh, it ran some traditional country, you know, the Alan Jacksons, of course, George Strait is 155 years old, still kicking out hits, yeah, he's but you know, the, some of that traditional stayed in country music and it became a lot more pop like. Uh, and that seemed to please a very large audience. It became the largest music genre sold in the world. It's the biggest form of music for a, for a long time period. And and then about seven or eight years ago, maybe, you know, and, and I'm not involved in it anymore, but I noticed an attempt to change again, to get to go out here and and uh, and create a sound and and kind of get some of the rap feel and and certainly you know and some metal feel and yeah. you, and you started to see new artists come in. So I think that's what you're seeing is a new transition, trying to find a newer uh, you know more audience. I think that and the record labels kind of drive that and and it's not accidental. Most of it's by intention. Thank God they were able to record songs. In the 60s and 70s, or else all we would have is this shit that they play now, man. <laughs> there'd be no Waylon Jennings, you know? There, I hear you, man. There'd be no Jerry Reed, you know? Like, come on. Like, this yeah, stuff. Jerry Reed was awesome. You know, it, life changes. One thing I have learned, and, and if, you, if you stay busy and you, and you work hard in life and you see a lot of things, you know, it's easy to get, it's easy to get hung with what you like, Okay. It's and it's real easy not to be open minded. I remember buying computers when they first got into business. You got to realize there were no cell phones. There was no Internet when I started working and traveling and and doing all these things. So those were phenomenal. I mean, the people half the people watching this show can't imagine what it's like to not have a, a, a not have a laptop and a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine what your life was like. It was awesome. Well, like, yeah, it was awesome. Exactly awesome. Dave, wa- Dave wants to go back. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, man. But, but hey, man, when those changes come, you have to find a way to embrace them because that becomes the trend of the new world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I certainly don't want to get political, but you look at this year's presidential race, either side, I don't care who you're for, you're seeing the nation scream out that they're tired of the same old deal. On the Democratic side, on the Republican side, you know, Bernie Sanders, super popular, Donald Trump, super popular. These are guys that in their in their respective parties would have never had a chance. The world is changing and it's always changing and evolving. And uh, and, you you know, you've got to be part of it if you want to continue to move forward. Doesn't mean you have to change your taste in music, but you do have to appreciate People that want something new. I have a great appreciation for that. Hey, I remember when Ike and Ellie came on the scene in bass fishing. Let's throw it out there, man. He was not like anybody else. Yeah, he was not like. Yeah. He, yeah, he had a big hate contingency, and it it Dude, still carries to this day. <laughs> he, he made the hate the Australian show Jew look like uh, you know, like that was nothing, man. <laughs> Twenty or so Australians that lit you up. He had hundreds of Southerners ready to burn him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But hey, look, look how good he's been for the sport. He's a phenomenal person. I know him fairly well. He and and, and you know, if we hadn't have been open minded to that, we'd have never had Mike Iaconelli, and, and our sport would have missed something huge. Okay. So, uh, you know, I try to be open-minded when I see this stuff coming. Doesn't mean I don't have old CDs, okay? I well, I mean, just think of the money he brought 
the fishing hat industry flat brim fishing hats. There'd be none. They'd all have a curl a curled brim. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think the lesson that we, I think the lesson that we take here, Dave, is that you have to get voicemail. And you're gonna have to start listening to some new country music. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 no, no. Listen, no. So I do. So new, the new country music, Boyd. I do listen to Kenny Chesney, and I do listen to Luke Bryant. I love Luke. But other than that, it's all the old stuff. It's all the whiskey and cigarette voice. I don't like the new stuff at all. Waylon Jennings is my man. Yeah, I got you. That's the stuff I, that I love. And when I was in the industry, that's what we wrote and played and worked hard to do. So I mean, it, that has a very special part in my heart. But. Uh, you know, I try to I try to be open minded to the new stuff because I know it's ever evolving and and uh, keep up with it. And some of it's good. Yeah, I don't like the Me Too bands. You know, I don't. You know, the uh, if I hear one more song, I'll just go and say this while we while we're on the topic. If I hear Do one it. more song, okay, from any of the new artists, riding in a pickup truck, I got a six pack of beer and there's a girl. All right, that is like the focus to like fifty percent of these songs, man. I mean, that's the whole deal. Yeah, then then Florida Georgia Line wouldn't exist if you took those that little topic out of country music, man. Yeah, you that's can, all they sing about. Beer, the four wheel drive truck, and yeah. I love all that stuff. But I mean, how many songs can we and, have on the same? And stuff? rivers, don't forget about rivers. You, you got to take rivers out of the equation too. Everything's always going on down by the river. Yeah, down by the river, baby. <laughs> maybe, maybe Boyd could sing a little bit. Hey, Boyd, you know what? Just to change the subject for a second, we need your opinion on a ruling with a really good friend of ours. Come on with it. Brian, do you want to help with the ruling, or do you want me to just explain it to Boyd? All right, so um, so I got a, a bunch of friends. I'm in this group text with five other guys, and uh, uh, a good buddy of ours, Keith Callen, um, was fishing the flats last last weekend. And Keith, Keith fishes the flats more than... Anybody does, so the, as the, much as the, anyone. For Boyd, the Upper Bay, the Boyd. Upper Bay. Yep. The upper I've been Bay. there. Okay. Right, right. Keith knows it good, right? So it's a big event. It was a uh, Ram Series, Ram Weekend Series event, uh, one-day tournament, 5000 guaranteed. And Friday, the day before the event, he goes out and practices with another buddy and sends, like, these pictures of fives. They, they couple, couple five-pounders they stuck. And I'm like, dude, there's 10 pounds you're not going to have on tournament day, Right. I got lit up. We bust balls in this group text. That's what we do. Well, yeah. I mean, they lit me up. It was. I got jumped. Yeah, because uh, the moral of the story is Keith knows the flats like the back of his hand, to be cliche. And he all he needs to know is where they're swimming at that day. And him and his other buddy went out there, and they just stuck the shit out of anything that moved <laughs> the day before the tournament. Well, at so least now, two fives. Right, at least two fives, probably more. So, like, that kind of guy, Boyd, and here's how you're going to make your ruling. I'm going to give you a scenario, and you're just going to give me one answer or the other. Right. That kind of guy back in high school, would he have taken Shelly Sanders to the prom or Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> uh, that guy would have uh, taken Shelly, I got to tell you. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking Shelly. You're killing me, boy. Yeah, boy, you're supposed to say the other way. <laughs> Sorry. Look. Uh. Well, he uh, lost the event. So. Yeah, he lost. He didn't. He didn't make a single dollar. He, he went back to where all his fish were that he stuck, and they weren't there, and he was surprised. Go figure. Yeah, he got fed. bad call on the uh, on sticking the fish. You know, that's a question. I, I, let me say this because I get asked that question at seminars a lot, and uh, I tell you, I tell you my rule of thumb, because you got to have something to work from. You know, if I catch, uh, I go into an area, and I will stick every fish. Until I believe I'm going to fish it. Okay? Now, what that might mean I never hook one. Because if I'm ledge fishing and I see them on my graph and I know they're set up where I can catch them, there's no point in catching one. <clears throat> but, I, but I also may catch everyone if I'm trying to size them. Like, you go to Lake Erie, 
and there and and three pounders don't do you any good. You got to have above three pounders. Well, you got to catch some of them to know whether or not they're above three pounds. So my rule of thumb is as soon as I I, I pull the trigger or end the trigger, let me say, when I know I'm going to fish there, I will never stick another fish there. I may continue to fish, try different baits, but I'll put tubing over my hook. So that's what I go by. If I know I'm going to fish there, and like I say, that might mean I stick every one of them or I never stick one. So this guy, Keith, is he MLF material or should he just stick to open trout, open day trout? Uh, he probably ought to, he probably isn't quite ready for the MLF. I'm going to just throw that out there. Hey. I'm just going to say, you know, I fished that. I've spent a lot of years, as you know, uh, uh, kind of being the, the founder of that deal, and, and uh, a lot of thought went into it. I thought I built the greatest format in the world, and I built a format that I can't even fish, dude. I mean, I'm not even good at it. I'm like, whoa. It's so hard to fish it because it happens so fast. But, I, I know a real brash Polak from the Northeast that would gladly take that business over for you, and then you could fish it all you want to your, your fingers <laughs> yeah, bleed. No, it's great fun, man. Great. Well, fun. I tell you, Boyd, uh, I get I fish with guys all the time, um, teaching them, and major league fishing. Everybody that gets in my boat's watching it. I love it. it, it, it it's fascinating. They love to watch yeah. it. It's uh, it, it. What's going on with me? Speaking of new stuff that this one you you helped create. What's going on with major league fishing? Man, Major League Fishing is so exciting. It, it, it's something that, uh, you know, we've come along and we've, we've become well-established. We're running uh, four events a year. Of course, our events are, are big in that we, you know, we ha- every day is its own event with all the qualifying rounds. Makes great television and, uh, and uh, partnering with the Outdoor Channel. Uh, Outdoor Channel sold to a company called Cronky Sports and Entertainment, and uh, which goes by KSE. And those guys at KSE are phenomenal partners, uh, great to work with, and uh, and and you know the ratings are good on the channel. Uh, and we're looking to do a lot more. We're we're talking. I I can't give you the specifics of what's going to happen, but I can tell you we're working hard right now on a on a deal uh, in addition to what you see. That's going to be bigger and better, and and it's so cool, man. I I, I just uh, you know can't let the cat out of the bag till it's time because it's not the deal's not put together yet. But we're still moving forward. I promise you, we got some big things coming, and it's fun and exciting. Well, we won't we won't let the cat out of the bag. We won't tell anybody. You can go ahead and tell us. Oh well, now that you've said that, Tony and I lie. Tony and I lie. Come right. on, man. The award. Yeah, no, we got some fun stuff coming. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, hey. you got that going on. You got ducket rods. You're, I mean, how are you able to concentrate on the elites? I mean, it's it's got to be traits. it's got to be very difficult to do all this stuff at the same time. Yeah, and I, and I just opened a new business called Ducket Marine, and which is a, a, a boat dealership. We and we we just opened up here in Gunnersville. Wow. Uh, we carry all of the uh, all of the Johnny Morris umbrella, so to speak. Uh, you know, which is, uh, you know, Triton and, and, and that group, the old Platinum Equity group, Triton Ranger, that group, as well as, uh, uh, you know, Nitro, Tracker, um, you know, Mako, Tahoe, all those boat brands. So uh, we've got a pretty big deal going on there. So that's that's the newest adventure. And, you know, it, it uh, it's just who I am, man. I enjoy staying busy. I, I am I have never dedicated all my time to to bass fishing i would like there's days i'd like to or weeks that i say i'd like to but uh that's just not who i am man i got a role i got a lot of stuff going on it makes me happy to run like that if my fishing suffers for it at times i don't have the practice time or the research time that a lot of the other guys do 
But hey, I still get to be part of it. I still get to go out and compete. Uh, I just segment my life so that I take a you know a slice of it is for each project, uh, and uh, and I've got a slice for the elite series when that comes, and and I fit it in that time zone. But I but I love all of it. I don't have any bad days, man. Well, it's amazing that you're able to be so competitive, uh, being so distracted as you are. You know, we've I know a lot of guys in fishing, you know, struggle with managing sponsorships versus being able to compete and trying to manage just those two things. And uh, you know, you're doing you're doing so many of them. And congratulations on on having so much success in business. And uh, I'm I'm waiting for uh, for you to come up with a way for I think I think you need to buy a fleet of those cargo planes so that we can drive our boat and trucks into them and we can just fly the whole thing to the next tournament when when's that coming out yeah man um, you know we could we could do that if our if our sport was bigger you know one of the uh one of the things uh, genuinely that i spend a lot of my time if i am driving which is i don't hardly have any time i don't drive often either but when i am driving or have off time i, I have so much passion about the sport of bass fishing and, uh, you know, that was the reason for, for Major League Fishing. I felt like that would help the future of bass fishing. And what needs to happen, we need to – our sport needs to become bigger from an audience perspective. And, and it, and, you know, all of us, you know, all, me and you and, and, and a bunch of these viewers, you know, we've competed in bass tournaments, and we know the, the competition. We know what we feel in our gut. But but finding a way to televise that and make people, you know, get a large television audience, which is where the money comes from, man. I mean, you know, uh, sponsors have to, you know, it's all about eyeballs and impressions and and we need a large television audience. But I think our sport, I think we can find a way to uh, to provide a television product that's fun and exciting for somebody that may have never you know, nay, it never fished. You don't, you know, you don't have to fish to enjoy the competition that we have. So, you know, that's kind of what I'm always thinking about is how can we get, you know, how can we get several million people to enjoy our sport like they do other sports? Well, that's a game changer, guys. I, you know, I, and I, th- I, you're right, and it's always been the problem that our sport has suffered with. I think the Bassmaster Live is is an amazing it's thing huge, that's 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 helping that, don't you? The Bassmaster Live is is uh, is one of the coolest things that Bass has done ever. Okay, and it it is it's phenomenal because you can go on, you can watch it live. The uh, the only drawback, and I'm not picking on it because it's it's awesome, awesome. Okay, and for our existing fan base, it's the best thing that's ever come out. I mean, it's really awesome. I don't know that it does what I'm talking about. Mm. That is cross the lines. I want to go over there and find somebody that's never seen bass. You with me? Right. I want right. to find an, an audience, you know, because there's only so many of us. You know, mm. if NASCAR only had racing guys that raced watching, they'd be racing for $15. Right. Okay. I mean, if all they had was people that have raced in a car, you know, if that was their whole fan base, if golf or if, if the PGA only had people that played golf, watch their their uh, events on CBS. Well, that's why NASCAR has crashes, right? Well, you know, they found a way to create a television product at the end of the day. <clears throat> you know, same thing with the NFL. People can enjoy the NFL. You know, millions of people watch the NFL. They didn't. They may have never played football. So we need to think about that. We need to think about how, because our sport is fun and exciting and competitive as anything else out there. 
We have to find a way to, to, to that the, uh, the rest of the world can view it and enjoy it. And and let and because buddy that that rolls the sponsorship dollars and and uh, it'll be a game changer for our sport. So those are the things that I think a lot about. Hey Boyd, if we could just take a step back, uh, back yep. to back to your truck trucking days. Did, did you have a commercial driver's license? Yeah. Did uh, you running over your high school principal come into play when they did the background check? Man, how'd you find out about that? <laughs> <laughs> we got intel on this show, See, Boyd. I'm skipping all the bad things that I've done. <laughs> Dude, that was. Uh, let me. I guess I, you've already brought it up. I mean, I did don't you want to? Did you want to offer an apology now? Okay. So there's this girl. There's this girl named Cheryl Grubb. I hope she's watching. Let me Google her. And I'm like 16, seven, maybe seven. I guess I was 17. And, uh, you know, I got a hot rod because that's what we did, you know, back then. Uh, 73 Torino, big block, no, no, you know, I didn't even know what a muffler was till I was 20, okay? I mean, everything was straight headers going into pipes. And, uh, and I parked out by the shop, and we had a new assistant principal, okay? A new assistant principal came out of the high school, and he was going to crack down on us going to lunch because that was against the rules. Well, I'd been hitting on this girl, Cheryl since I was uh, probably since middle school. Okay. <laughs> and she never would have anything to do with me. I was one of those old bad boy motorheads. And, and finally I talked her into going out to lunch with me. Well, we're fixing to go out to lunch. And then here comes this new assistant principal and I'm already started up revving my car up and showing off. Cause that's what you do when you're 17, you know, and I'm about to pull out and he runs up and he throws his hands on the hood of the car. <laughs> He throws his hand. I mean, how dumb. Hey, think about that. You got a, you know, you got a 17 year old with testosterone levels through the roof. Right, and a Studebaker. Uh, yeah, and peer <laughs> pressure and everything else. So I don't know what else to do. So, you know, I tacked the car up to like 6,000 RPMs, got the clutch in. You know, I'm running oh, big N50s yeah. on the back. Yeah. And, and he freaks out, which I was hoping he would, so he'd get out of the way because I'm not going to miss this date. I'm like three years trying to get this girl to go, okay? Well, when he clears the car, I just dump the clutch and take off. Well, I get this good burnout. I go ahead and grab second gear. I'm, there's smoke everywhere. You know, I show off for all my buddies that are out there. So we go to lunch. Well, when I come back, there's police cars everywhere and stuff going on. And I'm, you know, I'm like, damn, something happened, you know, at the school. Well, it's the uh, – he hadn't completely cleared the front of the car when I dumped him. <laughs> oh, man. was the problem, okay? So so they didn't, uh, they didn't, they didn't see that kindly on me, so I kind of got kicked out of high school, which was good for me. I just needed to go to work anyway. And <laughs> let me tell you the bad news, okay? And Cheryl never went out with me again. In fact, when I got back to the school and all that happened, she was like, don't ever look at me. Oh man! Oh, oh wow! I mean, Lost the girl I, I thought girls. I thought girls liked the bad boys. So now, were you, were you like, did you have like a white t-shirt on with your cigarettes rolled up in the sleeve? Were you that kind of guy? Is that how you rolled? Me and Marlboro Reds, buddy. Greased <laughs> <laughs> hair. Yeah. yeah. I, it, dude. I, I had it all. <laughs> oh, I hot rodder, dude. I was the full-fledged hot rodder. Chain yeah. wallet. Cheryl's 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 missing it now. She could have been yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Ducket Rods. You, you have, that's right. <laughs> I have no idea whatever happened to her, but uh, but she did miss it, buddy. I, she could have had everything, you know. You know how it is. Yeah. She could have had my all. Oh <laughs> man. Back then was nothing but a you know what a '73 Torino with you know 
instead of M50s well, and bloodstains on the left front fender. Well, you, sir, you, you <laughs> certainly come a long way from that, and, and you're a competitive golfer, too. Yep. I love playing golf. I used to used to play a lot, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just time does catch up with you uh, where you can't do I, I don't get to play as often as I'd like to, but I sure love the game and love to play competitively. used to play in a lot of tournaments. Hey, Boyd, can you hear me? My yeah. Yes. Let let these guys know they uh they bust my balls all the time about golfing because you know we're all hardcore fishermen and yeah. they're always you know calling me calling me a fairy because I play golf. <laughs> <laughs> let them know. Tell them about it. Hey man, golf's an awesome sport. <laughs> you know, if you really if you if you can ever get them out there with you and you can watch them swing, especially if they don't play, you'll have a blast, dude. You can just bust their balls for 18 holes <laughs> if you get them out there. Who's the best golf? Who's the best golf? You guys, it isn't easy. Who's the best golfer on tour? Hmm, best golfer on tour. Well, uh Kevin Worth was, he's out now. I'm trying to think. You know, I hadn't played with the guys in a long time, but he I know he used to be a really good player. Are the Lane brothers any good? I always hear them touting their golf game. Yeah, you know, I've not played with those guys, and they're from my area down here. Why We need to get together uh, and, and play. I've not played with the Lee boys yet. Maybe we can get that up. I know uh, Chris Lane's always getting up poker games and golf games and stuff like that, so I'll tell him to invite the Lee boys next time. Interesting. Yeah. Well, well. Uh, before before Pete switches the topics on me, um, what do you got? I got to I got to apologize to the people uh, watching. The instant message board is not working tonight. Again, send your questions to Facebook or Twitter, and somebody's getting fired for this shit. Uh, um, that, that would be you, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> no, I do. I do everything <laughs> but that. Um, with that said, um, yeah, I figured there'd be some kind of questions about uh, the Carl situation. Yeah, I'll, I'm waiting for people to send them in, but I'm just getting called uh, pussies for not asking those questions. So, yeah. um, uh, what do you think uh, Johnny Cash would have said if you uh, showed up on his fish? That's the one good question I got here. <laughs> Johnny Cash. Well, Johnny, Johnny Cash, Cash wanted to kick your ass if if you were on his spot. I gotcha. Well, you know, it de- it depends on whether or not we determined it was Johnny's spot. See, that's what the difference is. The other side of the coin is Carl actually was fishing my spot the first day. There you go. But but I but I you know he got there first, so I let him have it. I guess I'd have treated Johnny the same way. There you Either go. that or we'd have built a ring of fire around the boat or something. <laughs> so uh, so how about that uh, first day bag on the Delaware River? Good question. 17 in the summertime doesn't happen. How the heck yeah, did you that's... get 17 pounds out of that creek? That's amazing. I went and caught every fish I found in practice, dude. I mean, I used them all up. I didn't have anything else. But, uh, yeah, I caught four of those. I caught one big one in another place, and I caught four big ones. Uh, Pete was uh, – you saw where it was, didn't you, Pete? Yeah, sure did. I, I think I was with you on day two. Yep. I was up in that in that backwater. I don't know what you call that, but I was up in that backwater, and there were some fish in that scattered grass, mm-hmm. and they were good ones. But I think I caught them all because I only caught one there the second day. I may I was amazed at how relaxed you were in leading that tournament. You were having a conversation with your uh, your marshal, and. You, you you were just so casual, just having this conversation, like almost like fishing was getting in the way. 
messing, messing up your afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. Hey, you know, I, I get it. When you, when you stay busy as I do, you got to enjoy the moments you have. Well, you look like you were having a good time, and I, uh, I, think, I, I think I actually saw you catch one there uh, when we were there. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. that was pretty cool. And I know I see you all the time. You're you're an amazing smallmouth angler coming from Alabama. How would you get that all figured out? Dag, I'm fine though. Isn't that crazy? Uh, I think what it was the ten years I lived in Tennessee, uh, because growing up in North Carolina, we didn't really have any or the area. You know, I was down around Lake Wiley, and we didn't have any. And the ten years I lived in Tennessee, I got to do a lot of smallmouth fishing, and I just fell in love with it. So it's a it's a very special fish to me different and they act different and i love fishing for them so having a passion for it has helped me in northern events i love you know as you know uh you know i that's where you've seen me pete's fishing the northern opens Mm -hmm. i love to go anytime my schedule can work it out i love to go up there and fish i just really enjoy fishing up up in that part of the country fishing's good we're gonna we're gonna see in the northern opens this year not this year because my schedule won't allow It, it put me out I can handle, you know, I'm opposite, uh, you know, I'm a dinosaur, man. I'm not, I'm not like the other guys. They like to go out two weeks or three weeks at a time and get two or three weeks off. And that's hard for me with my, with my businesses. What I like is a week out and a week back, week out and a week back, which sucks for the other guys. So that's, you know, they'll never let me run the schedule. But uh, (laughs) if I'm out three weeks in a row, man, I'm out so much, so long that I get so far behind here that it it really pulls on me out there. You know, I can't enjoy it. I can't concentrate. Phone starts ringing. I mean, it is too much. So, two weeks is max for me to be gone. I need to get my butt back to work. Well, we're gonna we're gonna be uh, on the opens. We're gonna be at uh, Oneida First, at yeah. the at the end of June. Awesome. Uh, yeah. How about you throw me a few waypoints? Me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I got some good ones. Yeah, being that you're saving them all over the place now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to save them because so they'll be time dated, so everybody can know when I made these. Way <laughs> become a new deal, man. Yeah. <laughs> Brid- Bridget's in here with us. She's gonna be fishing, uh, uh, trying to qualify for the elites, uh, starting with it. the opens this year. Awesome. Hey, maybe there'll be a too. spot on Major League Fishing for a female. <laughs> yeah. When when are we gonna have a female on Major League Fishing? Well, uh, we haven't we haven't had any try to come up through and, and qualify through the selects. And that's all that's all that has to happen. Okay. Well, yeah. Shelly Sanders works for me. <laughs> all you have to do is go uh, is call the main office at Major League Fishing, get on the waiting list for the selects, and and then when you come in, uh, you just have to fish your way to the cup events. I mean, it's it's no different than the going from the opens into the elites. That's pretty awesome. You know, I I can't. I'm excited about the day. Um, you know, I would like to see some women get in into professional bass fishing because it is not a gender restricted sport. I agree. It's one of the very few that are not. Mm-hmm. We. We just haven't had that happen yet. <clears throat> you know, there was there was some negative press, uh, in my opinion, back like when the 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 women's tour had a qualifier for the classic. Correct. Yep. That some of that was negative, and and you know, and that's because they didn't come up kind of through the same system that the other guys did. Uh, but nothing would make me happier. I assure you, I'd love to see some girl, some woman qualify for the opens and get into the elites i think it would be a great opportunity for her and i think it'd be a great opportunity for our sport remember the big picture you know bigger audiences bigger fan bases it makes the sponsorship bigger easier to sell we need it all man we need all the help we can get for the sport 
So uh, hey, don't quit trying. You go, you go finish in the top five, and uh, and I'll, I'll give you a rod deal. I'll promise that right out of the gate. How about that? Thanks a lot, Boyd. Yeah, look at that, that. making moves. Series, I'll hook you up with rods and reels. Thanks, Boyd. I appreciate it Outs- very much. Out- outstanding rods and reels for everyone. You heard it here first. Right. Thanks, Boyd. <laughs> All she's got to do is qualify. It's rods and reels for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas. I, I like it. Well, uh, Boyd, appreciate you being here. Uh, where can people find the the latest copies of the Bankers and Tankers uh, music. <laughs> well, you know, that stuff's not for sale. It's only <laughs> on special occasions. It's live only, okay? It's live only. And you got to figure out where we're playing and be lucky enough to catch us. Well, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to be yes. here with us, answer some of these tough questions. Uh, for those that want to follow you, um, how do they do it? Social media, how, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. You can go to, uh, you know, I have a professional page on uh, Facebook. Uh, I do the best I can with my schedule to keep up with it. I get, you know, tons of, I, I, I can't answer all of it. I just physically can't, but I do the best that I can. Uh, you know, you can, uh, you can go to ducketfishing.com and uh, message us here, and I check all of those. So, uh, you know, either go to Ducket Fishing or, or go to Boyd Ducket Professional Angler, and you can hook up with me. Awesome. Well, well, outstanding. Good. Once again, appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, address some of these things, and talk about uh, what what a what a great story, the Boyd Duckett story. We learned a lot. It's a uh, it's fascinating. We look forward to seeing what's next with Major League Fishing and the new marina down there on Gunnersville, and uh, look forward to seeing you at the next tournament. Good luck down the road. Yes, good luck, Boyd. It sounds great. Good luck to all you guys. Thanks for having me. This is a blast. Y'all have a great show, and uh, I watch it when I get a chance, and then it's fun, man. So you guys do a good job. I want to say that. Well, we great we greatly appreciate it. We've got Boy Duckett's a fan of the Ike Live Show. That? That's that's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> appreciate it. We I'm appreciate a fan it. Of the Ike Live Show. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody band together and get her qualified, okay? That's right. See? Thanks, boy. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, make them all help you practice. You know, you can practice in shifts or whatever you got to do, man. I appreciate get qualified. it. We're going to get you in. That's Bridget. right. Get her in. All Rock right. Real for everybody. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. You have a great night. Thanks again. The great boy, Duckett. Thanks, Bass boy. Master Thanks, Classic boy. Champ. Appreciate it. Oh, uh, that was uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's very laid back. He's cool. Yeah, he's yeah. Very, he's very he's very easy to talk to. And what a, what a what a tremendous deal is just living life large. He says, you know, I do dispute one of the things. I'd like to try living with a lot of money. Um, Only and, people with money say that kind of stuff. That it's not about money, dude. <laughs> it'd, it'd, be, it'd be nice to be the uh, have the so, multi millions. I think that might make happiness a little happier. I forgot I'm not to, sure though. I forgot to mention something with him, dude. So when when I was watching him on Bass Talk Live right after Carl had come on Ike Live, um, I'm watching him talk about how he was hurt that Pete was making fun of his rods. Uh, yeah. And I'm sitting there. It wasn't but hold on. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, thank God, you know. And then Mark's like, well, I think it was one of the other guys. Hold on, instant message. No, it was Dave Brodzik. And I'm just like, uh, like, <laughs> dude, the only time my name's ever been mentioned is like some dumb, negative, stupid shit. Like, it wasn't no like, hey, there's a guy that invented a new invisible line. It's like, no, this moron has created you know, nothing. I got to say, I'm a little upset that you were happy that I was getting I was, dude. Because, not listen to me. As I'm, listen to me, listen to me. Anything you say, like, bad, right? It never sounds good when it's being said back to you. And as I was listening to it being said, right, it felt I was. It instantly took me back to high school. 
Like, <laughs> like the, the hundred times I was in the principal's office being read back to me like the racist or whatever whatever joke I said that just didn't that was funny at the time that everyone enjoyed but the teacher did. But dude, it took me back to the to one of the worst ones ever. I'm in school suspension with my friend Lou, and <laughs> and in school suspension you can't talk. Right, right. And so we would pass mom, we would draw cartoon mom jokes. So I drew a real vile one of his mom, and he drew one of my mom, like, jumping off a Bura, like, <laughs> coming to land on him, and this teacher intercepted it. <laughs> Frog marches us down to the principal's office with the drawings, calls our moms in out of work, and, like, something that me and him were, like, crying and couldn't breathe looking at, when you have your moms looking at these pictures of themselves. <laughs> and, and the I'll never forget the whole, Mr. Steinmetz, I'm just standing in front oh, of this guy, just being judged, you oh, know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, of course it's not funny, we're sitting here. You're not 17 either. You right. know what I mean? So you but, finally got messed on a nas- mentioned on a nationally syndicated show in a negative way. <laughs> and take this, and young, you're back in the principal's and office. And take this, young guys. Whatever you are right now, that's what you're going to be when you're 44. If you're a retard now, <laughs> you're going to be one when you're 44. Man, take it from me, dude. Oh, look what well, I'm wearing. Look. No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you look good. Apologize. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's comfortable stuff. It was all in good fun. That was a yeah, quite, it was. That was quite a humble apology. Nah, but I, it but was. it was heartfelt. Like we're not here to hurt anybody's feelings. Feelings. Nah. We're cruel on each other. Brian and I are are completely cruel to one another with the jokes. <laughs> yep. But it's out of love, you know. Like I don't know. I, I you know I wouldn't hit you as hard as I hit him, but I mean like I would never ever ever try to hurt somebody's business. And if one joke meant that all Australia, you know, gets yep. fear, I don't want nothing to do with that, man. Yeah. It's not why we're here. Well, I think whatever that situation that, that occurred, they have the, to talk it out. Yeah, we had the, the key is they to talk it out and to get the communication. The line. But it happens all the time. Going. It happens all the time. We saw it. Lefever Le got into it with Matt. Was it Matt Heron on this last one? No. Uh, Scanlon. Scanlon. Scanlon Matt Heron got into it with Tharp. Tharp. What's, what's yeah. his deal? Oh. We're going to find out on the next. Yeah. Five. All right, on we're the next piece. Be... We taking a break? Taking a break. All right. We're going to take a short break. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to have Randall Tharp. We're going to have Mike Iconelli. Uh We're going to be talking about the last tournament, the tournament before that. It's going to be great. Don't miss it. Back in five. Thank you. 